It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And good evening, sports fans, and welcome to the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast, Season 5, Episode 6, and it's all today, May 11th, 2022. And of course, it's the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson, bringing you all things baseball for the next 40 minutes, and we'll be breaking it down. We'll be talking the Braves. We're talking the Bananas. We're talking local kids. We're talking, uh, you want to name it, trivia. And, of course, uh, what's going on at Coach's Corner. Remember, because this is all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network on Victory Drive in Thunderbolt. Good evening, baseball fanatic. Uh, good to see you, Skipper. I'm glad we we're able to get this one in today. A lot of action. Most teams are about 30 games into a fun season. Uh, we got some hot teams. We got some. We got some not so hot teams, and I'm excited to talk about it. All right, and as we do every week, first inning, we break down the major league divisions, major league baseball surprises, not surprises. Anybody that's done something uh, um, historical, okay, that's the first inning. Second inning, we break it down. We talk about the Braves. We're chopping Braves baseball. Hey, hey, fanatic! I hear your dog in the background, but that sounds like Braves fans who are already panicking. I was about to say, yeah, she's uh, my little beacon. She's looking at me. Why aren't you paying attention to me? <laughs> and then third inning, we talk about the local guys. We talk about the Savannah Bananas because Savannah Bananas just finished their world tour world in tour. Kansas City against the Monarchs, and it was crazy like ever. Sold out both nights, and then we ended up with trivia. It's 2-2-1. Two, two, we got a tie ball game here between yeah. the coach and the baseball fanatic. And once again, it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And we'll talk about who's playing in the South Garden because remember, it's all sports, all music, all fun, all food since when? 1991. All right, up first, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to tell you who's hot and who's not in each division. And then if uh, the Fanatic has any surprises that he wants to talk about, we'll throw that at you also. Okay, we always start in the AL East. Well, Fanatic, who's hot and who's not? Big shocker here. Of course, it's the uh, of course it's the Bombers right now. Yankees are twenty two and eight. They continue to play great ball. Eight out of their last ten. Keep finding ways to do it with the long balls. They've been a lot of fun to watch. Now, I'll tell you real quick, who is surprised me? Who I think is the second best team in the division, but has really hit the cold button right here. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. Their bats. There's a complete power outage in Toronto right now. They're they've only won four out of their last ten. They're on a three game skid right now. Earlier, Vladdy Guerrero pulled a Bo Jackson and snapped some lumber right over his knee. So not a good time to be a Jays fan, but they could certainly turn it around. But they are certainly ice cold the last ten days. I'm gonna go by who's who's not hot, and I'm loving it. The Boston Red Sox. Of course you are. And of course, though, they come in and they play the uh, the uh, Braves last night and they beat them. They did. That was actually some pretty good pitching. We'll get into the Kyle Wright start and all that. But, yeah, I mean, they finally got off the schneid there. But they're three out of their last ten right there. And they're still eight games back. They're already ten and a half games back. Yeah, they are ice cold and uh, up in Beantown. Nobody's hitting the ball. I'll tell you that. All right. Let's go to the American League Central, the junior circuit. Who's hot? Who's not there, uh, Mr. Fanatic? 
Well, Twinkies continue to stay hot with the top of the division, but actually my hot team right now is the Chicago White Sox, who have won eight out of ten. Their bats have finally come around. They're finally starting to get healthy. They're trying to figure out, you know, is Michael Kopech for real in that rotation? I believe he is. They're starting to finally put it together. Won a big one last night, and they got a series continuing this evening. But eight out of ten ain't too bad after a really rough start out of the gate. Well, I'm telling you right now, the Twinkies and the Indians – I mean, the Guardians, sorry, not the Indians anymore – Got to be politically correct, but the Twinkies, the Twins, Minnesota Twins, and the Guardians are both seven and three. So that's a pretty hot division, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean the uh, the Guardians right now they're at five hundred right now. I um, mean they lost one last night, you know, but they're only a game and a half out. This is a really tight division. I don't think it's really too shocking to say who's not. I mean, you, you know, all you have to look at is Kansas City and Detroit. What else can I tell you? Two rebuilding teams right there, and that rebuild in Detroit's been going on a long time. All I can say is for my good friends that are Tiger fans, enjoy Miggy while you have him. Enjoy him putting up those numbers on the way to a Hall of Fame career. It could be another long season in D-Town. We need to get Al Kaline back in the lineup. I was about to say, Mr. Tiger himself, number six. <laughs> all right. Let's go out to the left coast. I mean, the AL West Coast, and that's oh. the AL West division. Okay, who's hot, who's not, Kyle? Super easy. You're talking about the Halos, the Pride Orange County. You got Trout. You got Shohei Otani, you know, getting his MVP. And what happens last night? A rookie, a rookie goes out there and tosses a no-no. Only one, I think it's only the 25th that's ever been thrown by a rookie. That was only in his 11 start. Reed Detmers, he couldn't even believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. I mean, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable, but... Uh, you know, if you look at the bottom of that, of the standings in the, uh, I just uh, should have switched over, in the AL West, okay, uh, you know, Rangers are trying to, the Rangers are, are you know, the last 10 games uh, have won six out of 10. They're starting to find their groove. So I know nobody gave the Rangers a chance this year, but I'm surprised at what they're doing. Yeah, they're holding tight right now, and it's a good little stretch to see if they can claw their way back. But I got to tell you, but who's been ice cold, despite the fact I still think they can really challenge in this division, and that is the Seattle Mariners. Yes. They've lost three of ten. They're under. They're under five hundred for the first time since the start of the season. They're already six and a half games out, and uh, you know we haven't even mentioned the Astros. The Astros are still keeping pace. They've been on a little bit of a heater as well. They've won eight in a row. All right, so uh, as we stay out there on the left coast, uh, the west coast, okay, we got to go to the senior circuit, the NL West. I'm telling you right now, who's hot and who's not, I'm going to start this off. The Diamondbacks are fighting. Everybody's written the Diamondbacks off, but 8-2 and two over the last 10. Yeah, every team in this division is over 500. These five teams are a mere five games apart. Who would have thought that the Diamondbacks, who were really thought to be a rebuilding, almost a cellar-dweller type of team, they've gotten off to a hot start. They're only um, four and a half games behind the best team in the whole league, or excuse me, the second best team in the whole league in the L.A. Dodgers. And the Padres are starting to show a little bit of life, too. And don't forget about, I mean, the Rockies as well. And they're in last place. They're still two games over 500 in San Francisco. Eh, so-and-so last week, but they're still six games over. This is the most competitive division in baseball over the last 10 days. I agree 100%. Uh, you know, I, it's going to be a dogfight, and it's the only division in Major League Baseball where every team is over 500. All right, yeah. NL Central, your lovely NL Century, Central. Woo. Who's who's hot and who's not? That's the easy well, one. Uh, I know who's it, it kills me, but hey, the Brew Crew are good. Christian Yelich just hit for his third career cycle. And, uh, you know, and I just love it whenever a guy, he gets a cycle and hitting a triple. 
That's how you seal it. I love that. They got, they're holding sway right now over the Redbirds. They got a three-game lead right now. And really, it's a log jam of really struggling teams in the middle with, of course, Pittsburgh, or surprisingly better than I thought. Uh, the Cubbies, who have had a really rough stretch, and, of course, the worst team in baseball and the quite possibly the worst team I Reds team I've seen in my entire life, you know, coming in at 7-24. and 24. But uh, I think it's no surprise what this division looks like. You're going to have three teams that you could easily say are just ice cold, and you've got two teams competing. But, I mean, the Brew Crew are head and shoulders better than any team in that division. Nobody's shocked yeah. by that. I, I'm just, I, I'm really shocked how bad the Reds are. That's that's who's yeah. not hot, and they're not going to be hot Joe all Lotto. season. I know. It, yeah, it's pretty sad, pretty sad. All right, let's wrap it up. Keep it to our 10-minute time limit in each inning. We go to the NL East. Who's hot? Who's not? Nobody in the NL East is hot. No, not at all. The only team that's got a winning record over the last 10 days is, you guessed it, the New York Metropolitans at 21-10. and 10. They've uh, won the last two games. And, uh, you know, there's, they've got a comfortable seven-game lead over the Bravos. And, I mean, in an ice-cold Marlins team, you got a Phillies team that's showing you absolutely no fight and a really shockingly bad Washington Nationals team. I think you could say – Basically, the Mets are obviously the hot team. I mean, I hate pointing out the most obvious thing. You got four ice cold teams. I can't, I don't know what team to pick on yet. I'll take Buck Show off any day. How, how he's turning that, he's turning that culture over there in I Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium. Sorry, sorry. That that was the toilet bowl, Shea Stadium. City Field. City <laughs> you saw Field. a lot of jet games there, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I went to a lot of jet and Met games because it was an I easy ticket to get. So <laughs> all right. That's uh, who's hot and who's not. Okay, I'll give you 15 seconds. Biggest surprise so far after about five weeks of baseball. Oh, Colorado Rockies, no doubt. I mean, they, even though they're five games out right now, nobody expected this kind of turnaround in the Mile High City. They're playing some great ball. We'll see if it's. We'll see if it keeps up. And like you said, Mile High, they're always high out there in Colorado. All right, you're listening. <laughs> yes, it is. You're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach, Paul Demonson, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson, and it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Five shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Four are live. One, uh, well, one you can go watch the recording. Now, I went live in, in uh, April, so uh, you got uh, tonight, 6 to 7 o'clock, you got the uh, Rubbin' and Grubbin' NASCAR show, Rubbin' is racing, grubbin' is food with Brandon Bain, the Atlanta Main, and Lawrence Bennett. Then, of course, you got yours truly, the Call to Monster Sports Board, every Saturday morning from 9 to about 10.30. And then we got to go with the one that's went live in August from Augusta, the Masters, the Herb Brothers with the 19th hole. Go to YouTube to check it out. And two podcasts. Uh, they've done their 113th show, 80 minutes long. And that's Hot Grids Podcast with Spenitz, Maddox, and Travis Judon. And then, of course, yours truly, the Coach and the Fanatic doing the Who's on First Base baseball podcast, all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Inning number two, Braves. The Braves fans are panicking already. We're seven weeks in or six weeks in, and they're panicking. Yes, the Mets don't look like they're going to fold like last year. Yes, they're seven games up. But for me, Kyle, it's still too early. Oh, easily. I don't look at really a division race until you get kind of into the middle of June. And even then, it's kind of speculating. The Braves are always going to hit. Yeah, you've got a couple of guys struggling right now, but you can always count on the bats. You know, you're getting some good contributions, of course, from Austin Riley, you know, the veteran Adam Duvall. And, of course, you got a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. back out there. Uh, Marcelo Zuna struggling a little bit, but it comes down to me, you're getting inconsistent starts from guys you really need to nail down innings. 
Big example last night. Uh, tough second inning for Kyle Wright. He got snake bit with a two run with a six run second inning, but he managed to stick around into the fifth. At least give you a little bit of depth. And this is coming off, you know, them taping two or three over a really good Braves. Excuse me, thinking Milwaukee Braves, Milwaukee Brewers team over the weekend. But the Bravos still sit three games under 500. And uh, I mean, it's been hard to watch at times, but inconsistent pitching is is really the telling story for the first month. I mean, they're one of the most talented teams in baseball. No doubt. Okay. Uh, they, you know, they, they hit the ball hard, but right now they're hitting it, everybody. And if yeah. you could tell me the Mets is seven games up, who's the one threat in Mets, the Mets lineup? The only one I could think of was Pete, Pete uh, Alonzo. That's and it. I, Petey's no, I mean, Conforto's out. You don't right. have a, a huge – you don't have a huge amount of power on that team, you know um, – but, yeah, I mean, they're finding ways to get things done. And also, they got one of the best pitchers in baseball on the DL, you know, in Jacob DeGrom. They're still finding ways to win. A lot of luck. I still think everything regresses to the mean, so let's not freak out too much. But, yeah. Well, I just want to throw – go ahead. Dude. I know you're a stat man like this. No, go the ahead. Mets, the Mets so far this season are ranked 30th in hard hit percentage because we, we want to know how hard you hit the ball out of the park, 96 miles per hour, 105. But you believe – It's a fun but, stat. But they're so lucky. I mean, they're just so lucky in what's going on here. But, Kyle, is it luck or is it the new manager? I think the manager sets the tone for the guys for guys to go out there and compete. Buck Showalter always has been a tough but fair manager, but he is a player's manager. He will go through a wall for his guys. I mean, Baltimore, Texas, the Yankees, you name it, the Diamondbacks. He has always been a great manager, and, I mean, he's a guy really hard not to root for, but he sets the tone. That's a calming presence, you know, after dealing with, uh, you know, some kind of volatile managers over the last four or five seasons for him. I mean, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, um, Coach Snickner, manager Snickner, he doesn't look at the papers. And and, and you can't look at the papers. I mean, you you just – I wouldn't. You're seven games behind. You just have to cut this in half by the time you get to the end of June. Cut it in half – by May and June, and you got a shot. But right away, you talk to the Braves fans, they're panicking. Oh, we're seven games behind. How are we going to do this? The Mets are better than last year. I don't think the Mets are better than last year. Yes, they they uh, they uh, you know built up their uh, pitching a little more, and when DeGrom comes back, it's going to get tougher. But there's no threat in that lineup. The Braves are the threat with the lineup in Major yeah, League Baseball. At the plate. At the plate right. with that lineup, absolutely. And I think – the Braves are going to catch, you know, catch some breaks here in the schedule. Pretty divisional heavy thus far. I mean, and yeah, they've already had to face the Mets. And, you know, you're dropping a game each one if you don't take the whole series. So I still think you can't read too much into this. I know the Braves fan base, Brave Nation, can be kind of sky is falling about all this. But don't get too worried about this. Um, but uh, honestly, it comes down to pitching. They simply have to be better. One thing to be positive about over the weekend – Charlie Morton looked pretty solid. He had five yes, games he over five scoreless. And that's that's something to build on because Charlie has not had a lot of good starts this season. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. So if we had to go for one surprise this season with the Mets, what would that be your surprise? We know that Freed's starting to find his groove. We know that Morton's starting to find his groove. Ian Anderson, uh, I'm still on the bubble with. I mean, you got a great bullpen. Yeah, you know, that would probably be my biggest surprise is if you can get them a lead into the six when basically most teams these days are going to the pen, the fact that you have the ability to go ahead and close it out. And that's even without, you know, a guy you signed knowing he was going to get Tommy John and Kirby Yates. 
do a two-year deal, and he won't be ready till July or August. So, I mean, if that keeps up, you have another weapon coming when you really need it in the dog days. So I, I'm going to agree with you 100% on that. Bullpen has been the biggest surprise. The pitching has been the biggest letdown for me thus far. But, hey, 30 games in, deep breath, Braves Nation. Anything else you got for the Bravos? I mean, Ronald Cunha Jr.'s back. Uh, I mean, did you see when he hit that home run last week? Oh, boy. He smoked it. He smoked and it, it. And he hit it so hard he fell down. Yeah, I know. Just loving that. You see a guy go to the ground. You see a guy like Anthony Rizzo, former Cub and now a Yankee. You see him go to the ground because he swings so hard. But you look at Acuna's swing, that compact swing, quick wrist. He explodes through his hips. And he doesn't know how strong he is sometimes. But I will say I do have one little piece of kind of injury news very quickly here. Uh, Mike Soroka, who, you know, of course, he's healing from that Achilles tear. Um, still looking at July. He's thrown out the mound five times already. Should be soon to be cleared for some defensive drills. He's still a little bit of a long way from a rehab assignment. But don't expect um, – I do expect that we will see him in the second half of the season. So some positive notes for a guy that could really help in the rotation. All right. And I got one thing that I'd like to end on the uniforms last weekend when they took on the uh, Milwaukee brew brewers, the brew crew, uh, they went back to the 74 uniforms. What's your opinion about those uniforms? Love them. I love double knits all day long, man. You tequila (laughs) sunrise, anything with powder blue. I got a powder blue 78, 79 cup Jersey. The, the old brave, you know, you know, Royal with the white, with the V-neck. I can't get enough of it. And, yeah, if you ever get there to, to Truist Park early enough to actually get one of those on a giveaway, good for you. Those are amazing. I mean, I love it. I love the small A, the lowercase A. Oh, uh, I love that hat. The hat is, the hat is, you know, classic. The hat is what it was back in 74. And, again, of course, I was a teenager uh, in the late 70s, so I had one of those hats. Uh, I always wanted to. <laughs> I, I always wanted a Braves jersey. Uh, and that was one of the – I want two Braves jersey. I wanted the 74 jersey, and the other one was just the tomahawk going across with the Braves. Uh, it's just, just something about those jerseys. Classic. That, that were classics. And, you know, I, I still can't get over it. I know I'm jumping off tangent here. The, the, the Padres got to get rid of those brown and gold uniforms. They got to get rid of them. I got to say, my favorite Padre uniforms, and I'm sorry, I'm not too keen on the, you know, the – the Castilian bronze and gold that they had, you know, because I think at 84, I might've been two years old, but it still broke my cubby's heart. I thought they looked kind of good in um, that kind of Navy and a little bit of off white. Right. Yep. That's a good color for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's get, let's get away from the uh, Friar of Brown ad because it's, it's not turning me on. I, you know, I know Dave Wynn loved it, but no, I don't, we don't need that. Winfield looked good. And Tony Gwynn can, Mr. Padre can wear right. whatever he wants. Sorry. Yeah. Dave Winfield and to- I put them together there for you. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew what you were doing. I knew it. It was like you're thinking 31 and 19. Put it together. There you go. All right. So, <laughs> inning number two in the book. Don't panic, Braves fans. Get it down to three and a half by. Get it down to three and a half by the end of June, and we'll be fine. We'll be chip fine. away. Chip away. Do the little things well, Snitker. He's got it. Listen to your manager that helped. That got you a ring last year. You're gonna be fine. All right, if you're just tuning in, it's the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the Coach Corn Sports Network. But don't forget, they also have a music network. Oh, this yeah. week in the Sound Garden, Tom Sawyer and Beyond, brother. Oh, man, I love me some Rush. Here's some uh, Tom Sawyer, little spirit of radio subdivisions, my personal favorite. Yeah, if you want to listen to the great work of, you know, Neil Peart, 
Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, come on out. I mean, and it's going to sound great in that sound garden, let me tell you. Just go. It's the Rush Tribute Pro. Uh, Rush, the Rush Tribute Project. Go check it out. There, be there Saturday night, seven o'clock in the Sound Garden. Go to Eventbrite May fourteenth, that Saturday, and get your tickets. You'll, you, it, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. And I've been to a couple of the uh, music shows back there. Journey, uh, Prince. Uh, I mean, it's just it's off the chain. You got to go check it out. All right, that's this weekend. Okay, any number three. Let's. Talk about the Savannah Bananas and the local guys. The local guys that are either playing Major League Baseball. They might be playing in Mexico, but they're going to be going to Austria, Australia, right? Yeah, the ABL. Okay. And then, of course, we got the younger guys in minor league baseball and, of course, playing some independent ball. So let's start with the Savannah Bananas taking – oh, well, splitting their two-game series out. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> splitting, uh, peeling back a split with the uh, Kansas City Monarchs. The first time they played another, prof- well, they played a professional baseball team other than the party animals. I, I mean, I watched both nights. It's off the chain. People love it. The dancing, the flowers. I mean, it's it's simply amazing. But uh, once again, another big success story for the Savannah Bananas. Really is. And I mean, we've been really looking forward to uh, the first time the Bananas have taken on an, a, a professional opponent you know, that's playing not banana ball rules, you know, like they currently play against the party animals. But I mean, this was, uh, they split games one and two in Kansas City at Legends Field. It was fun from start to finish. Just go on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They were lighting up their TikTok's favorite, favorite baseball team. And that's no hyperbole by any stretch of the imagination. You had a couple of sellout crowds. You had some more major league, you know, uh, veterans show up to take part a little bit. And I believe there was a pregame weigh-in, and uh, big old Matt Adams, who's a 10-year uh, Major League Baseball vet, got a ring. He was a part of this pregame weigh-in. If you haven't seen the video, it's a good watch. Johnny Groom showed up. He did. Now, there's a name. Haven't yeah. heard that in a long time. Going, I picture, like, 84 Detroit Tigers right there. Yeah, I mean, he was there. He was playing, of course, uh, you know, Bill the Spaceman Lee. Spaceman Lee, another clean inning. But it's unbelievable how he's 75 years old. These guys can't hit him. He's just throwing that big old Ephus pitch. No, he calls it Lephus. He doesn't call it Ephus. I know, I know. That's why I said Ephus, Ephus, Lephus. You know, I got to go through my bowels here. I'll get it. But anyway, he comes out there. Bill Lee, he made another appearance. That's another scoreless scoreless frame. And, um, I mean, there was great pictures. I mean, of course, you're in Kansas City. You're going to have some barbecue. There's some great video of the guys on Twitter going nuts on some ribs. And um, then you also had a guy like, um, yeah, another, you know, great ball player, won a ring with the Red Sox. You know, Johnny Gomes was there. He dh for him. Can you believe yep. that? Yep. It's, it's simply amazing. And there was one one uh, tweet. Uh, a, a fan has been to every world tour game except for two. I he, saw it. I saw that great. They had the poster board and they had right. like everything there. Like you the know, only one, the only one he didn't make it to is probably one of my favorite favorite minor league baseball nicknames, Montgomery Biscuits. He didn't make it to Montgomery, oh, Alabama. Yeah, and that was a good time. So yeah, I'm sure they got a chance to watch it. You know, watch the feed on ESPN Plus if they weren't able to get to the game. So and, yeah, that's dedication. They got fans all over the country, all over the world. Guess the other place he didn't show up. Don't say Grayson. Grayson Stadium. He hasn't been at Grayson Stadium. <laughs> I called it. Yep. Oh, so man. 
Grayson Stadium and Montgomery, Alabama. That guy did not make, but still, when you make six six out of the eight, it's pretty pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And uh, all right, let's go to the local guys. We got to start with the uh, only major league baseball player playing in the show. Of course, he's from South Effingham High School uh, through the uh, you know Middle Georgia College reigns. Okay, and uh, he's a relief pitcher, and that's J.B. Wendelkin, who you said had a clean inning last night. He sure did. It's his uh, JB came in the middle of the game last night. He's pitched officially in eight games um, since he, he went on the IL with a little bit of soreness. He came back out there, uh, pitched uh, two and a third innings, got a strikeout, really clean inning against the Miami Marlins. First time he's made a trip to the mound since May the 7th. So he's he's healthy with a surprisingly good Arizona Diamondbacks team. And they're going to look to him for some pretty high leverage situations right now. Yeah, he's got to come out and, you know, you know, his ERA might be 4.32. Uh, that was in April, and in May it's at 4.00. So he's about a 4.12. Oh, okay. yeah. You're going to see a when big swing. Yeah. When you're in a relief pitcher, you have one bad inning, it blows up. Oh, yeah. You don't look at your ERA. You I mean, you look at your innings pitch. You look at appearance by appearance. So great job. Glad to see he's back and healthy because uh, he hadn't pitched in about two weeks. Right. So, all right, let's go up to St. Paul, Minnesota for the St. Paul Saints. With a Calvary boy named Tyler Batchelor trying to get to the big show. Uh, he, he threw May 8th was his last night out. Uh, one inning, uh, uh, two-thirds of an inning, but he gave up a bomber, a two-run home run. So his, uh, ERA, is, his ERA is up there. But, uh, I mean, he, his walks to strikeouts is pretty clean, five to five to uh, two walks. No, hold on, I take that back. In the month of April, he had five strikeouts with two walks. So far this uh, month, he's got six one strikeout with Four walks. I mean, so yeah, six and six. So, uh, so uh, you know, Tyler's trying to make it back to the show. The kid throws ninety-eight miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Try, I mean, really, just trying to harness what got him to the show in the first place. And I mean, he had very mixed results. You know, with the Mets, with the Padres. I mean, she's Pirates last year. Had a you know, really just trying to get a lifeline to get back to the show and a really good organization in the Minnesota Twins. So. Uh, He's going to keep working. That's only five games into the season. He's going to get plenty of opportunities in AAA. Still a fairly young guy with a really live arm. Like you said, he can still hit 98. It's can he execute his other pitches. So best of luck to you, Tyler. It's early. All right. Let's go, of course, now to the man that's down in Mexico now. But he signed with the Australian Baseball League, the Perth Heat, and he'll be heading there in November for the 2022-23 season. Yeah, and I mean, he went, uh, Josh went down, um, you know, and basically hit 220 over about 15 games, five knocked in. He can still get on base at a pretty steady clip at 352, stole a bag for uh, Los Aceros de Monclova, the Monclova Steelers, for those of you scoring at home. But the ABL is about the equivalent, I would say, of like high A to double A. And it's a fairly strong league. There have been some Australians that have made it to, um, the major leagues from that league and Perth actually has one of the better sides in the ABL. So best of luck to you, Josh. I mean, keep that dream going, go down there. I mean, Australia's an amazing place. Get the at-bats, try to get back to the show. We're all rooting for you. I want to know what they're paying him. I mean, he, Oh, I'd he, love to hear that too. You get down in Mexico. And uh, I mean, he's made a bunch of a uh, bunch of bucks and now he's uh, going to go over to Australia. So, uh, I mean, it, it's a great family uh, atmosphere from what I hear. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, um, what's kind of cool is um, every I think like on ESPN Plus and a couple of other outlets, you can actually get um, get on your phone or on, you know, whatever smart TV. You can actually watch the ABL. Yes. It's actually a lot of fun to watch. 
So, I mean, like you said, it's double A, single A baseball. It's not that bad. And, you know, for uh, ex or major league baseball players that are trying to make it back, yeah, guys with experience, try to get back or try to right. make their name. It's a solid league. It's really grown over the last 25 years. All right. Let's go to the last two guys. They're playing in the Atlantic, uh, Atlantic League professional baseball up and down the East Coast. Dom DeMossi and uh, Ryan Lola. Dom DeMossi hasn't pitched in a week and a half because he has a sore shoulder. Uh, right. It's been the first time he's back in two years, so his shoulder is still not at its full strength. So hopefully this weekend he's going to get to toss something. Uh, we'll find out. But, uh, I mean, like we said, the last time we talked about Dom, uh, my stats just dropped here, okay? Oh, no, I mean, it was solid. I got him right here. Right. He had his Go two ahead. starts, one and one, 360 ERA, 4Ks to two walks, uh, you know, pitching for the Charleston Dirty Birds. And I'm so glad you got to see him. But, yeah, I mean, there is such – it's so difficult to go out there and pitch and work through fatigue when you've been out of the game for more than a year. And he's working through that right now. They always talk about a dead arm kind of period. And also, if you've had problems with your shoulders in the past, you can't afford, you know, to pitch through that. Take the time. Get ready. Hopefully get out there and get a start this weekend. And Ryan Lola, what do you got for him? Rye is 2-0 right now. He's got six appearances coming out of the bullpen. He's got nine innings pitched. Um, you know, he only really has had one bad outing. That ERA is sitting around, you know, four. But he's got 11 Ks, only four walks. So he's he's able to work on some things right now, showing a lot of the promise that he had in affiliated ball. And, uh, yeah, pretty good start to the season for both of these guys. So let's just stay healthy and uh, hopefully more good things to come for these guys, for the Dirty Birds and the old Atlantic League. Yeah, what's key for Ryan, he's a lefty. and Yeah, he, that's big. That's a big the, thing going for you. The last time I saw him play, and that was in uh, – where did we see him? Uh, we saw him in high point. I mean, he was throwing 90, 92 miles an hour yeah, for, so, Rockets, for a lefty. Yeah. So it's not bad. So there you go. Savannah Bananas and the local guys playing some baseball. The Savannah Bananas open up with Fan Fest on May 24th and then May 26th. Yeah. Who are they taking on there, buddy? Well, let's see. They're taking on the Florence Flamingos. Of course, they're getting into the spirit of the thing, changing their name. And, of course, that's going to be on May the 26th. And then they're going to be back at it against, guess who? The Macon Bacon. Both games at Grayson. And, uh, yeah, toughest ticket in town, let me tell you. Food fight. Food fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's inning number three in the books. You're listening to the Who's On First Base Baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and, the, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. We're going into – Inning number four, which is trivia, trivia inning. But don't forget, this weekend in the Soundgarden, the Rush Tribute Project Band, okay? Uh, they'll be playing, I, I mean, Tom Sawyer and, uh, you know, and beyond. Uh, it's a pretty good one for me. Uh, you, you you named off some other ones too, right? Oh, yeah. I was about to say, Spirit of Radio, Fly By Night, Subdivisions, you name it. They got a great song list. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Rush nerds out there, and I, uh, I really enjoy their entire catalog for – you know, quote off it to quote office space. So, but yeah, if you got the chance, Eventbrite, go out. If you haven't been to the Sound Garden, man, this place is amazing. The acoustics are great. The drinks are good. The food's even better. So, yeah, you're going to have a ball if you go see this band. All right. It's time for inning number four. We're wrapping this up. We're going to go out the door with trivia, Major League Baseball trivia with the coach and the baseball fanatic going at it. We've done five shows this year. One. This is unbelievable. It's two wins for the coach. Two wins for the Fanatic and one tie. All right? You started off, buddy. I started off last week. You started off throwing it at me. Okay. Well, here's what I got for you. So, Dusty Baker won his 2,000th game as a major league manager. What team has he 
has defeated him the most? The answer may shock you. All right, so he, he's coached a bunch of teams. Uh, yeah, so he's got 2,000 wins as a manager. Right, but there right, is right, one right. team. Yeah, but the team that has beaten him the most across all of his stops. i got to go with the team that he played Major League Baseball for in the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's a very good guess, and you'd be in the top five on that. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Get out of here. You figure he spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time in the National League, and I would have guessed, I would have guessed Braves. I would have guessed Dodgers. I would not have guessed Pittsburgh. That one, too, uh, I, fa- I found out that stat two or three days ago, and it shocked me. Okay. All right. Can you name the winningest manager of all time? Mm. Uh, Connie Mack. I knew I should have never gave you that one. Yeah, that's because he managed for 54 years. Yeah. He was also and- the losingest manager of all time. Yeah, I was going to throw I was going to throw that in there after, uh, you know, we, you gave me the right answer. Yes, he's also the most losingest manager in baseball history. Kind of right. a Cy Young-like situation. Hey, he right. won 5'11", but you lost 300-something, too. But doing the research on him, because you know me, I, you know, I go on the theme. So that was, of course, Dusty Baker winning his 2000, 2000 game. Uh, you know, I heard he was a class guy. I mean, dressed in suits, uh, very, very uh, – well-mannered, had a lot of etiquette. His story is amazing. He played in the you know 1880s and 1890s. He was uh, they used to say he could simulate the sound of a foul tip by to uh, wow. get a call. He was a, one of those catchers that didn't wear the pads. He bought a minority share into the Philadelphia Athletics and ran the show for 54 years. And then there was a major league mandate. He always did a suit and a tie. He had two great dynasties, but. The thing about him was at the end of his career, and I mean, he's almost 90 years old by this oh, point. Oh, yeah. They made him wear a Philadelphia A's uniform. <laughs> I don't want to – can you see your great-grandpa wearing a full uniform, standing on the top of a dugout? Doesn't look right. I got you. All right, you're up one nothing. That's the end of the first inning. Throw me another one. Okay. All right. Since we um, we were talking about um, – daggone it. Well, actually, Shohei Otani the other night – Hit a grand slam, and that's the third. That that's already um, actually the third of his uh, young career um, in the Angels organization all time. Who has the most career grand slams? I don't know anything about the West Coast and the California Los Angeles Angels of Orange County of California. Or the Ana- the Anaheim Anaheim Angels. What do I know about the Angels? Ugh. All right, I'll give you a he, – he no. was a prominent player in the 90s for the Angels. No. I am going to give you a clue. I just thought this was a good question. Say it again, the most grand slams? Yeah, in Angels history, Joey Otani has already hit his third. I don't know. The only the only really Angel – I can remember Joe Foy. Uh, I can remember Nolan Ryan pitching for him. Well, he didn't uh, do it. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> No, I, I got to take that back. Actually, Otani, that was his first one. I was thinking of during cycling. the '90s. Who was the big, biggest, big time player for the? He was a solid contributor. Freddie you know, Lynn, Freddie Lynn was way before that. Ah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Rod Carew, I don't know. Eh, he didn't play in the '90s, but yeah, Garrett Anderson. Garrett Anderson, name? solid outfielder. Garrett Anderson, but. I would never think or thunk of Garrett Anson. All right. 
I don't know. I had angels on the brain. I mean, they're so, all okay. So the game is yeah. over. You've won. Do you still want your last question? Yeah, why not? Okay. Once again, on, on the managers, uh, the managers, uh, you know, theme here because of Dusty Baker. Okay. Major League Baseball World Series championships. Two manager, managers are tied. Give me their names and how much, how many World Series wins they have together. Oh, okay. Managers? Yes. Oh, okay. So, of course, I'm going to go Casey Stengel. Yes, the professor. The professor. And he I got to count up all the ones he won with the Yankees. Give me a second. Um, okay, got that. Uh, I, honestly, I got to go with, um, I got to say Connie Mack again because he won six. So combined between him and Stengel, they won 14. Connie Mack won five. Oh, he did win five. Casey Stangle, Casey Stangle won seven. Oh, I thought Casey won eight. Daggone it. Who is Casey Stangle's mentor? Casey Stangle's mentor. He played for the Yankees. Mm. Come on. Wouldn't be the Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy, he never played for the Yankees. He never played in the majors. He was a he was a Yankee manager. This Casey Stangel played for the manager for the uh, Yankees, and he watched uh, Joe McCarthy intensely. From what the story I heard. Okay, okay. If you would have worded that differently, I would have got that. But I mean, I could do the minutia. Of this who are the two? Who are the two managers that got the most World Championship uh, uh, titles, and they're both tied with seven? Casey Stangel and Joe McCarthy. Oh, my. I can't believe I didn't think of Joe McCarthy. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Because, because look at that shirt you're wearing. No, I, wouldn't think, I wouldn't think anybody. I, I couldn't tell you who would be a great Cub manager. Joe McCarthy. <laughs> he managed there. He won some pennants. Get Don't out of here. This. He did. He won it he, 29 against Connie Mack's Philadelphia A's. Ah, the circle of life again, but I will take that delicious W. Yes, today, I am good. It's three, two, and one. Good show, coach. Yeah, I got to give the W to Angela last weekend, though. Yeah, that's fair. Totally, that's fair. She's not here. She's a target right now. All right, but the Dodgers beat the Cubs how many times? Three. And she said, just know that I love you. That's the text that I got. Leave it at that. <laughs> at least she was nice to me about it. I'm like, it's really good that I'm out of the state for this one. But if, if if you're listening for the first time, the, the fanatic will be getting hitched to an L.A. Dodger fan. And the you Dodgers played the Cubs last week. And that's all I can think about is, yeah, Angela, keep on going for it. Keep on going. Oh, just – oh, that's just good fodder for radio. <laughs> so, all right. You but anyway, me. yeah, great show. Once again, this weekend in the Soundgarden, who is it? You got the tribute, the ultimate rush project tribute. Go to Eventbrite right now if you to go get tickets. You'll hear all your favorite hits. Tom Sawyer, Spirit of Radio, Fly by Night, Subdivisions. I could go on. The acoustics are amazing. The food's good. The drinks will be flowing. Come out and see it if you haven't been there. And Coach's Corner is a great place to see a concert. Had a had a good one, Coach. You too. And I gotta say, please say your prayers for all the people in Ukraine uh, dealing Always with what's do. going on. 
what's going on over there because you know god bless that we're free and we get to do what we do and we don't have anybody trying to take take over our land so uh but once again whatever you're doing today tomorrow what are you gonna do kyle always hit it out of the park and until we speak to you next week what may it be your best week ever okay have a good one great show talk to you guys next week peace out what do you got to say there big uh big guy before i get out of here Braves fans, take a deep breath and watch all the games you possibly can and go see this tribute band. Love you guys. See you next week. Play ball.